Welcome to the podcast, Sis, I See You Too, a podcast exploring topics black women seldom talk about publicly. You'll hear it all here on Sis, I See You Too. Here are your hosts, Cookie and Sparkle. Welcome to Sis, I See You Too, a podcast for women by two black women. How you doing, Sparkle? I'm surviving. (laughs) I need some water and some sleep. Okay, now, just so that our listeners understand What, two weeks ago, we recorded a dating podcast with two gentlemen, and I'm going to blame it on user error, since I was the engineer. You know, I think that... that, mm. Mm, I'm going to blame, yeah. I'm going to say that the universe wanted us to recreate it in a better format. It it was a really good podcast, but the audio quality was not great, and... We don't want to put that out there. Right. So in the meantime, we uh, Sparkle and I started talking about how stressful the situation was for us because we both have full-time jobs. She's a, a mom. My You're children a mom are too, but my children you are never adults. Stop though. being a mom. That is true. But they don't live with me. But I got other stuff going on. Leaky yes. gutters. I'm trying to kill the, the grapevine in the backyard. You know the grapevine? Oh, I'm, oh, it's dead. It's gone. Aww. So we started talking about how stressful this is yes. and decided to talk about stress and black women. Yes. So we're going to talk about stress and black women and self-care today. But we are going to re-record. The um, gentlemen were gracious enough to give us some more of their time. And that podcast will be out a little later next month. Exactly. So part of the reason why we wanted to do this was because, you know, we have to find the time to do this. Mm. And then we had to make sure that the gentlemen could come back. And they agreed. Yes. But let's talk about this stress in black women. So I just want to give some some statistics and some studies. Number one, there was a study done by the Women's Health Rep It was Megan Tippy and Tiffany L. Carson, and they did a study on chronic stress in black women as it as it relates to obesity. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what they found is that um, the top stressors for black women are our health, family and relationships. What it does is one of the biggest things that it leads to is emotional eating I've been guilty of that. Mm-hmm. And then it begins to affect our weight. Yes. So. So I can't speak directly to this study, mm-hmm. but um, I've shared with many people that I have polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is simplified uh, imbalance of hormones. So when I'm stressed out, my cortisol levels, they elevate. Like they're already high because of the diagnosis but like stress just makes it worse right so it like throws off my sleep i get horrible acne and i'm not talking like a pimple i'm talking about like a cystic pimple like those things are painful like it is just it's it's a mess so i really have to work on reducing my stress and trying to keep calm so let me just tell you a little bit about what cortisol does and how it affects black women in relationship to white women. Mm -hmm. Number one, stress and cortisol, it lessens our life expectancy by three years, right? It leads to 
and it gets to a higher uh, maternal mortality rate. The cortisol that stays in our body causes us heart disease. It leads to anxiety, mm -hmm. depression, and there goes that word again, obesity. And we have the highest number, higher levels of blood pressure when we go on our doctor visits, right? Yeah. So the question becomes, why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we think... As black women, we got to carry the weight of the world on our shoulders all the time and do it in a pair of four-inch stilettos trying to look cute. That I'm guilty of that. I feel like I'm being attacked today. I did not come <laughs> in here for this. <laughs> this was supposed to be a good podcast. No, um, I feel like we have just been indoctrinated to do so. Is this this strong black woman? Yep. I'm a strong black woman. Yep. You know what's happening inside. You leave it inside. When you go outside, you make sure you look, you know, presentable. Top 10. Um, yeah, we, we've been indoctrinated to behave a certain way to put up with a lot of stuff. And honestly, with everything that's going on in the world, a lot of times stuff is left to black women to pick up and save the day and you know, think about it. Over the last four or five years, who have you seen helping to make movements come forward? It's typically yes. a black woman. Yes. Think about it. We had Stacey Abrams in her voter registration, that whole thing she did in Georgia, mm -hmm. right? And I'm talking about national figures. We have um, Kamala Harris going out and talking about what the, the stuff that's happening in Georgia. And I know, you know, they're getting her and Biden are getting into this presidential race. That has to be stressful. So we, we know those women. But what about our sisters? What about that friend of ours that we watch do it? What do we do for them? What do we say to them? Oh, well. You're right. Those women are not just the uh, um, Katanji Browns of the world. They are our friends and families. If you look around our community and most organizations, that top leadership is women. If you look around a lot of the organizations that are working with people of color, that leadership is black women. Right. We have seen that our city is in trouble and we are trying to Get a handle on that and bring some sense of peace to this community. But I, I will say readily, it, it is at a cost to us. It is at a cost to our family. Because at the same time, we have the higher number of being single mothers. Mm -hmm. Or we're in a co-parenting situation where we do not live in the house with, with the co-parent. We have bills to pay. You know, an apartment, a house, a car, food, our, all our of that. Our expectations don't stop while we're helping put out fires for other people. And I, I really oh. remember, like, if you go back to how we even started this podcast, my life did not stop. I didn't stop being a mother. I didn't stop being a cheer mom. I didn't stop being a student. I didn't stop being a daughter of an older woman. I didn't stop those things while I'm going through this huge traumatic event at work, like none of those things stopped. 
And I still had to get up every day, make sure my daughter got on the bus, make sure she had her lunch, make sure everything was in place, make sure she had her bowls, her spank, all those things for cheerleading, make sure I got her to practice on time, sitting in the car writing papers while she's practicing. None of those things stopped while I'm experiencing this very heavy trauma. But you know what, though? Okay, you and I, there's a slight age difference between us. And we both have a range of friends, female, mm-hmm. that are in uh, a variety of ages, right? I could say my friend group is from like 25 on up, mm-hmm. right? But it's the same thing. It's, it's the same. I got to do this, the stress, the hustle. We are always trying to keep it moving And I think number one is because we don't want the next woman judging us. You're dropping the ball. You got to have the S on your chest. Is it the same in your group or with in your age group, especially? Um, Mine's a little different because my friends are, they're typically older. Okay. They're either my age or older. So, um, like my best friend is 68. So, (laughs) I know people are like what, but like she's so cool. Like right. there's so much in life I would not have experienced if we hadn't become friends. Um, but we have come to a place where it's okay to sit this one out. I know it's been times they call me and they're like, "We going here and we going here," and I'll be like, "Listen, my my body says no. Um, I'll catch y'all in the next round." Right. And they're respectful of that. It's not pressure. It's not fear of missing out. I'll hear the stories from that great adventure next time I see you. It's fine because they're working just as hard as I am to help improve the community. So I know they get when I'm tired, just like I get when they're tired. And it has to be that understanding of what that is. But the other part of it is, but why are we like this, though? Why do we really feel like we have to save the world? It, it, and, and it could be just our own small sphere. I think in our sphere is saving the world. But I know growing up, it was I was very materialistic because you wanted to look good. You wanted to represent mm-hmm. that you had it together and, you know, all these milestones. And there were a lot of times I would be talking to people. I'm like, oh, I'm not accomplishing a lot. And I'm not. And I stepped back and I'm like, wait a minute, you were accomplishing a lot and then some. But in that moment, it didn't feel like I had accomplished whatever milestone I thought I needed to. But why was that? Why did you feel that? Did somebody tell you you didn't, which increased your stress to keep moving? I think it was a lot of like unrealistic expectations that I'd seen from older generations that I learned from TV. Like when you think about the cost of buying a house today compared to buying a house when I was two years old, that's a huge difference. But the other part of that too, though, is that income levels were different. Yeah. Most houses were two income. Yeah. Um, Typically two children at max. Um, Health benefits were really good at your job. Like things are completely different now. And growing up and not being able to connect the dots on that, I just was like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing. And I look back and I'm, I I remember like, as I was raising my daughter, I'm like, oh, I don't have her in enough stuff. I'm I'm not making sure she's well-rounded. I'm not like, I felt like I was failing as a parent. And I remember one time after cheer practice, um, they had invited the girls to do a dance competition. And I had to say, honey, I don't have the money to do this. 
we're going to have to ask your father. And I don't know how that's going to go. And I remember just sitting down feeling so defeated because I really wanted this for mm-hmm. her. And she really wanted this. And I, I'm feeling like a failure because I don't have the money. I don't have the wherewithal. And I don't know that dad's going to support in this. And she was like, Mom, you've done everything that you could and we're supposed to do. Like, what? why do you... Like, she's questioning me. Like, what about this is failure? And I could not explain to her what about that was failure. Yeah, because it's 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 this... It's this um, idea that we always have to be at a level 10. Because mm-hmm. I know when I got divorced, first of all, I had been a stay-at-home mom for 14 years. Let me tell you something. It was a blessing at that time because I got a chance to be home with my children. The curse of that was when I got divorced, I had to start over. Mm. Like $10 an hour job. Um, finding an apartment I could afford, making sure I had a reliable car, you know, taking another job to support. And yep, I was getting child support, but that still wasn't enough to even maintain the basic level. So I had to do a lot of work. So I went back to school, you know, I, um, decided to enroll in a home buyers program because I wanted to have a home for my kids to come back to. I wanted it for myself. So I was always going, 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 going for the higher job, going to make more money. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you the truth. Like right now, I'm tired. Like I am, I am a bit burnt and I'm trying to figure out and I found some tips and we'll go over those. But I'm trying to figure out how I got here because I don't think we have to kill ourselves, especially as black women, with how this affects our health. We don't have to kill ourselves to get there. Or do we have to kill ourselves to get there? That's the question. That's the question and the statement. Um, I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, so I've always been a high achiever. Like I said, I come from a military family. So the expectation is there is no failure. You're going to get it done. And while I was raised military style, it wasn't abusive. It wasn't anything like mm-hmm. that. It was just, you find a way you adapt. There's a plan A through Z, like you, yeah. you figure it out. And it finally came to a point where I really had to learn to let some things fail. I would be in corporate and, keeping things afloat like literally things are just falling apart and i'm catching all the pieces keeping things afloat and no one above you cares because whatever it's working as far as they're concerned things are working they don't know that that the moment you let go is all gonna fall Mm -hmm. to pieces again and i had gotten so used to functioning in that way that i was doing myself and that agency a disservice so are you saying that sometimes let it sink, let that ship sink, let it go. Remember that TikTok I sent you the other day? Yes. So, yes. Let it go. Sometimes you have to let stuff fail. Everything is not a failure of you. Because sometimes it becomes somebody else's responsibility to pick that up yes. so that you can move to do something different, but you can't do what you're doing and then take care of what the other person has to do. And then, you know, as moms, we take care of our children's needs, our husband's needs, our partner's need, your parents' need, your parents' need, your job, need, your friendships, mm-hmm. sometimes before you take care of yourself. 
Yes. Now, I am that person. I'm like, I can be tired and you're going to call me and you going through and you need to have a conversation. Absolutely. I don't care about being tired. I am going to put your needs ahead of me. Now, that's what works for me. I'm not saying for everyone to do that. But I also know that sometimes there comes a point where I, I can't be that person. I yes. have to be okay with stepping back and saying, I can't take this on today. Right. And sometimes you just have to say, I'm going to leave it right there. I'm going to sit that right there. And, and you know what I have found? When I have done that, things don't fall apart. No. They may not, you may not be as far along as you want it to be, but things don't fall apart. And sometimes that's okay. Sometimes we're so busy, like, measuring these milestones that don't even really exist, like everything in its own time. Like, I'm, I'm not going to say my age on this podcast, but... Don't say yours, because I'm not saying mine. <laughs> but I remember there was a time where I was like, okay, I'm not married. I don't own a home yet. I don't, like, I kept saying all the things that I didn't accomplish. Mind you, I'm on my way to accomplishing these things. Right. I'm just like, well, I didn't do it yet. I have a really good quality of life. I don't live paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. My daughter is well-rounded. She has the opportunity to experience a lot of things. I've got a cute little dog that just loves me to peace. It's like, I, I live a good life. There are people who are not where I am, not because they chose not to be. Maybe they did choose to be. Like, I live a life that's fulfilling, and I need to recognize that. Exactly. And I think that's when it becomes the opportunity to kind of reduce the stress and then start looking at the self-care portion of that, right? Yes. And so um, I found some things. Some of These are some of the things that I do. Okay. And then these have helped me. And one of them is really having a spiritual practice, whether it is prayer, whether it is even doing some meditating, whether it is reading, you know, whether it's, whether it's reading the Bible or reading some other type of um, self-help book to yeah. kind of help me get a better understanding. That's, that's one of the things that um, I find myself doing more than I used to. Right. And the other one that I found is that I am not on social media as much as I used to be. Like, I'm really out of it. My, like, my LinkedIn is old. You need to fix that. That be making me so mad when I go on there <laughs> looking for something that's say three or four jobs ago. If you don't go fix that. <laughs> trying to do my work and it, I know she don't work here <laughs> you're right about that one but you know what though at the end that's one of them things that I'm gonna leave that right there that's one of my I'm gonna leave right there that Fair really enough. is I'm gonna leave it right there but up to, just the LinkedIn you and you don't have to turn on the notifications just update it you don't have to turn on the notifications I'm gonna leave that right there um so what are you doing um I'll take a nap like, I'm good for taking a nap. Get when I'm rest. tired, I'm ready to, I don't care what we're doing, I'm going to take a nap. If I'm tired, I'm going to rest. Um, 
back in my heyday, I used to be like, oh, I'll, I'll figure it out. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, I'm tired. I'm not getting up. Y'all will figure it out. It's food right. in this house. Y'all can cook. Y'all, I, I'll see y'all when I'm all rested. Um, no, because if I'm tired, I'm not going to be up to my full potential. Right. So who am I helping? Who am I serving? So it's almost like slowing down. Mm-hmm. Like slow the pace down. You know, you don't have to move a million miles an hour. And I'm going to tell you something that is particularly true, I think, for young mothers, mm-hmm. with mothers with younger kids yes. or kids in all these activities. Slow down some. Get somebody else to help you if you have somebody. You know, take care of yourself and first. Don't be afraid to speak up because my support system, like my mother is a great support yes. for my daughter. Um, but my support system really are like my best friend and her sister and her niece. Like they're part of our family. Like when I introduce them to you, you'll be like, oh, this is my sister, this is my sister, because they are our support. I remember like I was when I first met them, I was struggling a little bit because I just started my master's program and I was in the middle of a divorce. On top of that whole work situation. And I remember, like, I wasn't telling anybody because I I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know if they were going to judge me. I didn't say anything. Because I know, and I'm a little bit older than you, that as, as a black woman in my age group, when you asked for help, it was almost like you were saying you were weak. Yep. And I don't know if that's still true or not with younger women, but... I know in my group, if you asked for help, it was like you were weak. Or if somebody came over and I remember um, my dishes weren't clean. And, some, you know, my mother-in-law and sister-in-law said, we're going to come by the house. And I was like, oh, hell. Girl, you <laughs> I got up. I took all them dishes and put them in the oven. Because I didn't want to be judged because I was a stay-at-home mom, but I'm still tired because right. I'm doing all this other stuff. So ask for help. Yeah, I, rem- I remember my friend looking at me. I was like, yo, I'm just, I'm going to drop out of this master's program. I'll come back and visit it. And she looked at me and said, the hell you are. I remember she, she called her sister, sat in my living room with me and helped come up with a plan on how they were going to help me get my daughter from daycare and... Don't worry about her. Once we get her, you come pick her up once you're done with school. Like, But, but you know what, though? That's love, though. That like, is That love. is love for somebody to say, I'm going to take on this responsibility so you can continue to achieve and do it without worry. Right. I got friends like that, too. And, but, yeah. and I remember, like, for me, that was actually the eye-opener because I was separated from my husband at the time, but we weren't divorced. And I kept him in a hana. Maybe I should go back and try a little bit harder. And again, not wanting to fail. Sometimes you got to let stuff fail. But I was like, this woman, I've known her for a year. And because I said I want to achieve this and she wants to see me achieve this, they took care of it. There was no ifs. There was no ands. Like for two years, they helped me make sure that my daughter was where she needed to be. When I sat on the floor crying about this work and the job, that's all right. You're going to be good in that. Like, you know, they kept cheering me on. Right. If I had my way, my diploma would not say Sparkle Wells. It would say Sparkle Wells Greenaway Harris. Like, when I say them women carried me, mm-hmm. they, they gave me the boost I needed to finish. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I respect that because um, I got that group in my life, too. 
that says we got you and it takes special women to be that for each other right very special women and one of the last things is no is a complete sentence and we hear that all the time but when you are used to helping people and being there for people no is a complete sentence period period poo right and sometimes we have a hard time saying that to to Certain things or certain people, I think. Mm-hmm. And when um, I say we, I mean me. <laughs> no, I think we all are there sometimes. I I really sometimes, because I'm very task-oriented. So, like, I knew today I was going to work. I had to pick Naya up from work. Then I had to drop her off and come mm-hmm. here. I was like, oh, well, I'm passing a UPS. I, I can stop there and drop off my package and... And then I saw the line and then the traffic. And then I was like, but I can do it. I know I can do it. And make- no, you can't do you it. Can't do it's it. okay. You, It'll you got plenty be, it, of, it can wait till another day. Right. No. It, can, it can sit in the trunk of the car for, t- for a week. Right. It'll be you, all right. It'll be all right. It is okay to let it, to put it right there. All right. My friend, my friend and I, we always joke, but did you die? No, no one died. No one you know died what? because I didn't send this package to you. Nobody died. That's what I have to remember. You know what? Nobody died. Nothing failed. The, the the store didn't move, the the road didn't you right. didn't get swallowed in the road, you know, your friendships are still there, people right. still love and care about you. It's that the self care portion for us as black women is it really is more mental mm-hmm. and emotional for me as I see it than it is the physical you know, while I like my hair to be done and, you know, I'll get a manicure and a pedicure. Those are obvious self-cares in my book. And everyone's self-care looks different. Like for me, self-care is on Sunday getting up and cleaning my house. Like I I like to sweep and mop and do the laundry and do, I like that. Like some people like Naya be like, do you no get out my way? Just let me be like, you know, let me just be, let me just be. It's fine. Go play with your friends. Go call your friends. Like it's fine. Um, and yes, she knows how to do the laundry, but it's mm-hmm. something I like doing. I'll right. do the laundry. You fold the laundry. I don't like to fold the laundry. So, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, that's therapeutic to me. Um, I don't like grocery shopping, I, you but know, I like rearranging my fridge. <laughs> like, just bring me the groceries. It's fine. Right. But like, I, I like for right. it to be, you know, so yeah. Yeah. yeah I found that lately I like doing work in the yard. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I'm pulling this, getting rid of this grapevine. Because it's bringing been some good grapes, though. It, it's bring, them grapes are old. They've not okay. even been loved and nurtured. But it, it, to, to go in there and do that physical mm-hmm. inner work is like an energy boost for me. Yeah. You know, so ex, that's why exercise is important. So, mm-hmm. so it, it really is about what is your idea of self-care in a way that helps you alleviate the stress so that as a black woman and brown women face the same thing, women of color, truly, but black women especially, what can you do to release your stress for yourself? What can you give up? What can you let go? What can wait? What can Mm -hmm. you say no to? What can you go out and do? Right. And the gym thing, I love the gym. I go at least once a week. But if I can't go that week, I'm not going to beat myself exactly. up about it. Exactly. 
Like, it, it's a balancing act. Like, yes, I want to go every week, but if something comes up and I can't go, I just can't go. It's all right. Well, I just want to say I appreciate you. Because while we were going through this stressful period with the Dating Part 2 podcast, you were really there. You were like, okay, make sure you take care of yourself. Go outside. You know, are you are you are you resting? And I found myself. I did ask you for documentation that you hung up with your friends. I I was out there. (laughs) Um, But I think that's what it's all about is looking at your sister and making sure she is okay. Right. Like we. Because that's a link. Right. Like we are each other's keepers. And I feel like if we can do the work together to support ourselves, then we can uplift the community. Like it starts with us. We get to show people what it looks like supporting each other. Right. I like that. Yes. Well, I just want to thank you, Sparkle, for coming in today. I'm excited. I'm really excited to see where we can take this podcast and re-record the next one. Um, It'll be fine, you guys. Uh, Trust me, it'll be well worth the wait. But please remember, whenever you see any one of your sisters, let them know, sis. I see you too.